0: There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic, where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years.
1: Hello and welcome back to could it be an Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts Deidre and Dustin white.
0: Hey, what's up? Hey, it's good to be back. Yes. We, we've, um, this this podcast is um, a labor of love. It and is. It's, it's sure like uh, like this one in particular today mm-hmm. took us a while to get to. It seems like it oh, feels like. Oh
1: my goodness! Yeah, you know, we've had
0: a real busy week.
1: We've had a busy week. I've been working a lot. It's you know it's December. We're all getting closer to Christmas, mm-hmm. and there I feel like there was so much in this episode, mm-hmm. just jam packed, hit after hit after hit i was like i gotta have good notes
0: yeah and it took her a long time to get those notes because she's been so busy
1: yes i'm doing like 12 things at once i need like two more computer screens
0: you know how the island needs like three or four steves Mm -hmm. like this podcast needs three or four (laughs) deidras
1: yeah or something uh, like For that. those of you that don't know i'm sitting here with two computer screens side by side i feel like if i had two more it would help me complete my plan to take over the world mm. um you know like an evil genius yeah. <laughs> plus i'd get more done in general uh. <laughs> anyways now that know. we're uh, done on that tangent yeah
0: so we had an awesome episode of the curse of book island this week
1: oh my gosh um, alignment
0: and and building up from the last time we had a podcast what did we have we've had uh, our usual trivia yes we've had our pregame last week which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun we yes. didn't have any guests last week so we got to just chat which was great because mm-hmm. we haven't really had we haven't that done that year. a long time Yeah, and so um yeah but now we've got this awesome episode season eight episode four alignment and that alignment that that alignment is uh boggers.
1: yeah <laughs> uh and i think you guys if you're listening or watching this you know that what we're talking about alignment, we're talking about uh Corian Mull and Chris Morford's theory, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And really, it's an addition to what we saw from them last year.
0: Yeah, it's uh, at, it's building upon what they had already you know, uh, think they've found because it's all theory, right? But you know, they they've had good reason to be looking in that swamp, mm-hmm. and Nolan's Cross was a big part of their theory in their presentation last season. Mm-hmm and so to see what they built off of it and um what it points to is just like oh, man. mind-boggling like right you know like head exploding kind of stuff
1: did like, you see the next week on like the most recent preview that came up too I oh man because we're gonna have to talk about that yeah. i've got some i got some stuff to talk about all right no good. one's cross me me think about that
0: so. yeah so um this episode though does not start with the alignment theory nope it does start in lot 15. Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a weird little moment you know um it's kind of like the fellowship more or less you know getting to the bottom of it and then kind of stepping away letting the archaeologists finish up what they're doing yeah and it's kind of like well we've gone as deep as we can here yep i think we're gonna move our attention elsewhere but that doesn't mean you know, because okay, so that we had David McGinnis, right? Yes. And he says, I'm standing on glacial till right now. Means like I'm standing on it. Hit the bottom. Yeah, this is it. Right. There's nothing, you know, if if we were to keep digging, it'd just be more glacial till at this point, like right here. Because
1: there's trowel on it. Ding ding
0: ding. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where they that's where the pine tar killing stops. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that doesn't mean there's not another something like a tunnel way beneath it that was, you know, essentially bored through that area. And mm-hmm. I want to touch that glacial till. But this is the end of
1: the kiln as we know it.
0: The end of the kiln as we know it. That's right.
1: Well, la- the episode before then, we there was another layer of rocks. and mm-hmm. we're like, what? This doesn't really make sense to be there. Mm-hmm. OK. And then because of that, we thought maybe there'd be more. But David, you know, opens up with, hey, that's not the case, right? That mm-hmm. there's not more underneath this doesn't mean there's not something deeper. That's true. Um, my notes say they're tra- checking in with the trial team. The trial team. Which um, is what they've been dubbed. <laughs> um Let's see here. What else? Oh, I wanted to say. So, Mark like how Marty
0: takes a jab at him later on, and then mm-hmm. so but we'll come back. To oh, that. yeah,
1: we'll come back to that because <laughs> we had already named him before <laughs> Marty had well, on screen.
0: On screen, but Marty's thing was recorded much earlier. You
1: know what? <laughs> Thinking so, Poussin keeps coming around, right? Yeah, Nicholas so Poussin. What sure. our pregame last year that happened right before that theory was presented. We were showing the charles barkhouse trading card Mm -hmm. where he was we dubbed him the keeper of secrets Mm -hmm. and then they brought up pusan and named him the keeper of secrets (laughs) so i feel maybe my telepathy is kicking in here Mm. maybe i can see the future maybe not really if so i should figure out how to put that to use yeah
0: i focus on the lottery numbers or something (laughs) (laughs) geez
1: okay and but marty does ask david so do you still think this is a pine tar
0: kiln he says it's always been a t- pine tar kiln right that's it exactly so, it is nothing it is has changed is. there
1: mm-hmm. it's just nothing further beyond that
0: i like that how doug pipes up and says that david called it the pit of despair
1: <laughs> i'm really digging david <laughs> david
0: oh that was good Yeah, david mcginnis is a good character i like i like him a lot
1: he's a good cast
0: member. he's definitely a character he's, okay he's also a
1: character i've yeah. got some like screen captures of him putting on his headband mm. and like prepping up for... well, i'm gonna
0: go all rambo on that i don't because
1: i want to be able to have the perfect GIF for you know the moment where someone's prepping for oak island i can throw the david gif in there and he's like yeah yeah i just wanted to put war paint on to maybe like some glacial till under the eyes
0: (laughs) oh hardcore
1: okay sorry alternate universe
0: uh, so david called it the pit of despair what did doug instead dub it (laughs) uh what the pit of promise the pit of promise no
1: i guess he's an optimist
0: yeah yep he is i mean
1: ah speaking of corian he's here he said good evening it is afternoon here but yeah evening there Hey, were yeah, your ears burning, day. Corian? Because yeah, we've, we've been... already talked to you about you.
0: Yeah, well, we haven't got to your stuff yet, yeah. though, And we hope we do it justice.
1: Exactly.
0: If um, if you'd like a better understanding of the stuff that Corian and Chris presented last season, go listen to the interview we did with them.
1: Or even just a refresh. I, Yeah. Cause...
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, because they really, they helped me understand mm-hmm. last time. So just saying. It was really good.
1: Yeah. Go Anyhow. back and listen to that
0: interview. Yeah, it was really, really good. All right. Uh, so David McGinnis mm-hmm. said that uh, they have charcoal. Yep. And they'll need to date it. And that's. That's,
1: that's it. it. They're excited. Everybody's mm-hmm. excited. Uh, Rick goes on to say that, you know, like we had talked about, there could still be a tunnel underneath, but they need to move resources, assets and people away from this feature because obviously they have a lot of other things yeah. to do. For sure. <laughs> so they're like. Rally the troops. We Rally got other troops. places to go.
0: Yep. And so, where do they head? They head to the war room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, this war room comprised of Rick, Marty, Alex, Craig, and David yep. Irving. And they <laughs> Another did, David. Yeah, another David. They did a recap of the honeycomb design uh, for excavation mm-hmm. and um, talking about potentially doing that this year or next year or whenever mm-hmm. they're going to look into the further uh, digging and they've all kind of come to the realization this is not the year for it
1: yeah it's just it's getting too late and i said rick had just said you know we got to move our resources obviously there's some crazy stuff going on in the swamp yep and i think it's really i think it's awesome that they're like hey let's step back we're going to do a really intensive drill program Mm -hmm. right we're in it as we hear him say later it's not just about drilling to find something but it's interpreting the data that comes out of each of those boreholes so in the past they've put down a borehole and we're still having to move quickly to figure out where to put that can down but having this extra time they'll be able to narrow down where they want to do a big dig at
0: yeah i think they always go into it with you know the best educated guess they can do yeah. You know, so, but I'm not, I, I don't think it's, I don't know, you know, I'm not there. So
1: no, me either. Like,
0: I don't know. I don't know. From my perspective. um, I just think doing what they're going to do with a whole bunch of Sonic drilling mm-hmm. uh, boreholes. um, I don't know. It doesn't seem that dissimilar from what they had done in the past, but maybe they're just going to do a whole bunch more. Cause I don't know. They did that huge grid that uh, a couple years ago. So, you mean know. with seismic? No, they had a different they had
1: a, I mean they always do you know, a, a lot H8 of
0: pictures. H8 mm-hmm. was originally one of these micro boreholes, mm-hmm. right? And so they did a heat like a grid of like, I don't know, what was it, like 40 or 50 of them mm-hmm. or something. So I mean, is it that dissimilar? I don't know.
1: Well, if they end up triangulating off of some of this other things mm-hmm. that they have found on other parts of the island, mm-hmm. then yeah, it could be i mean it sounds like they're not going to go with steve's plan of 200 feet not wide this year 230 down
0: maybe, maybe next year
1: we keep hearing 100 feet and craig's <laughs> like let's make it smaller and save money but if they're <laughs> able to really pinpoint where to put this giant hole the pit of promise down
0: <laughs> um then that's on lot 15
1: yeah because you don't want to miss it right you i mean uh if, it, if there's enough room to put a 200-foot hole in, <laughs> then there's also room for a 100-foot hole. But means there's, you know, that 100 feet to miss.
0: It does. And that was one of the issues I had with the um, honeycomb. Yes. Because, like, I don't know. There's all sorts of spaces between those uh, tubes mm-hmm. that you can miss something in. And... Uh, I think it would have only been like 80 feet wide total.
1: Yeah, Um, it was like 80 or 90 and then you couldn't just leave the caissons in there. Like you have to pull them out.
0: Yeah. And then they would put something temporary in it to the ones that they did want a certain ones. Yeah. And that's not all of them. I don't know. I'm glad they're taking a good hard look at this and I hope they discard it personally. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, me too. It and, sounds like that's the general consensus <laughs> of the internet.
0: Yeah. Please discard the the honeycomb. We appreciate what you're doing, uh uh David Irving mm-hmm. and Irving Equipment Limited. You guys do amazing stuff. Yeah. Um keep I'd it like up. That, yeah. But the honeycomb thing, eh? Yeah, swinging a miss
1: <laughs> well what i like hey
0: it could be the thing that finds something but like if they're gonna do a, the big big dig mm-hmm. i mean that's gonna be preferable
1: yeah i'm not gonna
0: miss something i mean it'd be a lot less likely well it
1: could be a hundred foot of a miss i mean
0: well, i'm just saying you know what it could be hmm. this is what it could be later on in this episode we hear Corey and maul say there's a menorah buried in the oak island swamp so they're gonna dig a dig a 100 foot 200 foot wide hole yep. 200 feet deep and not find anything because it's in the swamp
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> off by an inch off by miles
0: yeah.
1: um but then i what i did like is like okay we're gonna get you a bunch more information david because mm-hmm. you know we're, we've got this really intensive program right yep and craig is like okay well over the winter you can you know work on getting us You know, another set of plans for this next year. For sure. And David's like, I'll have you something by the end of the summer, like a plan. And but he sounded almost relieved and excited that he could go back to the design team that had other ideas they were kicking around. Yeah. And it may have been when they were putting ideas together, they're like, "Okay, this is this honeycomb design. If you really want to do it this year." This is what's going to be the most cost-efficient and eight something that's easy enough for us to do quickly versus maybe something that's got more logistical problems <laughs> that they're kicking around in the design team, but they had put on the back
0: burner. Yeah, you're right. They can maybe hone those in. Mm-hmm. and With more out.
1: time, more innovative ideas, in my opinion. Could be but I'm just speculating because that is what we do. on could it be an Oak Island podcast?
0: Yeah. So they kind of wrap up that little meeting though. They yep. thank David for the proposals and mm-hmm. for his time. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not the last we'll see of him. I'm sure. Cause they've got uh, a crane pad uh, going in near the swamp and uh cofferdam and mm-hmm. all sorts of good stuff.
1: So. Yep. And they, yeah, it was pretty much a meeting to let david down and gently (laughs) gently and say let's make a pit of promise that's that's what i
0: 15 (laughs) still the
1: the mega hole right yeah
0: yeah. so okay then we're moving on to Mm -hmm. the swamp or at least the west side of the swamp lot 32 i was
1: gonna say i specifically have lot 32 lot 32 a section
0: yeah we have gary drayton peter (laughs) frenetti they arrive in a never before explored area where they uh, just had just cleared the, the trees. Dun, Can't dun, brush. dun. That's yeah. like Gary's favorite. That's like a kid in the candy store yeah. moment for Gary Drake. Where he
1: can actually get in in a new area. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing more and more of Peter this year, which I'm totally digging yeah. that he's digging.
0: Yeah, well, he's definitely digging yeah. because uh, Gary gets a screamer on the metal yeah. detector. Hey, right?
1: we're we'll screaming iron.
0: Yeah, so Peter digs it. Yep. The first one. Can y'all and- dig it? gary reaches down and recovers an axe head mm-hmm. with the wooden handle still in it or at least a portion of it mm-hmm. so, gary's excited yeah it's pretty cool it it's in like, great shape it looked like it was in really good shape like stick a new handle in there mm-hmm. use it today yeah but wait there's more but wait there's more they go out and do some more scanning mm-hmm. and a uh, few feet away get another screamer
1: hot dog
0: and then uh and so peter digs it yeah so they find another axe. It looks almost exactly the same. It's got wood in the handle still. Yep. I mean, what? Two two in a row? Yeah, that's
1: crazy. That's, that's going to break the that top is pocket. Crazy.
0: Yeah, there was a flashback during this uh, part where they um, find a rigging axe head on mm-hmm. Lot 15 in the premiere episode. Yep. And so they wanted to remind us of that. They got another hit, right? Mm-hmm. They... um Peter Diggs, of course. Mm-hmm. And they found another another axe head with wood in the handle i mean yeah the trifecta
1: and Yeah, remember so when it was on i'm just like it's a hat trick
0: yeah he's you're... got
1: three in a row
0: yeah, yeah she's like telling us saying that there's it's a hat trick of uh axes
1: i kind of want to be like do the curse of oak island as a um, like a sports announcer like do the play-by-play <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Wonder he's got well. a hat
1: trick yeah. Goal.
0: <laughs> that was, yeah that's about the equivalent to a goal yeah seriously <laughs> like
1: and then we need to call in the goalie uh laird
0: mm, yeah and laird's <laughs> like eh, pretty cool <laughs> he keeps it uh, keeps well, everybody's uh well
1: peter says you know this seems like a big deal yeah. should we call laird and eh.
0: Gary's like full stop let's do it
1: yeah he says full stop i think we need to stand down mate mm-hmm. and i was like wow gary is saying this i I'm feeling the love between Gary and Laird.
0: Mm. He's come around. Mm -hmm.
1: He's like, they're like a Larry team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but one of the things like right before they called in Laird, Gary's like, what the heck is going on here? (laughs) And uh, Peter even said, this is starting to be unbelievable. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty good stuff.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. So I don't know. They, they, like you said, they called in Laird. They told Laird, yo, laird this is like all found within a 20 foot diameter area like what Whoa. must be a camp right
1: a camp or something where a lot of work was going on that
0: yeah laird said that it certainly wasn't modern um gary said i knew you'd say that mate okay not without the mate maybe and then uh, yeah, you
1: sound just like him
0: yeah no i wasn't trying yeah see gary just noted that they looked old they felt old mm-hmm. and uh peter asks laird if he's ever seen anything like this, Laird says that he's seen some axes, but not a lot. And um probably until he Laird got said to Oak they're Likely forest axes. And I'm thinking kind of machete-like. You know, kind of clear, yep. clear the brush and stuff.
1: Yeah, they need a machete later in this episode. They could have borrowed those axes.
0: <laughs> a certain uh, surveyor. <laughs> yeah, he maybe, may, would have needed it.
1: Maybe a certain digger as well. Yeah, have, true. Uh, true. <sighs>
0: <sighs> true. All right. So gary says that they were all found in one area that might indicate a camp laird says it's difficult to imagine how it could be anything else mm-hmm. and gary says that this area is cleared and it's going to bring a lot of great rewards so everyone was impressed with this stuff and you know it's going to be on the radar going forward ta-da ta-da you think right. it was
1: hard to find more on this island <laughs> yeah all
0: right so now we get into like really the meat and potatoes war of this episode again the big war room for this episode. The
1: aligned war room. Yeah.
0: So this is, you know, I don't know. This could, what? What if this is like a pivotal moment for the history of Oak Island right here? Or history as we know it. As we know it could be. All right. So we had Rick, Marty, Steve, Doug, and Jack on mm-hmm. hand, right? And we had teleconferenced in the uh,
1: Corian and Chris.
0: Yeah. The our
1: specialist.
0: Aforementioned. know what made
1: me really excited what is when they you know zoomed in Mm because we did the interview with them last year their backgrounds their offices look the same as when they were with us it made me feel special like
0: hey we did the same like like we did they were in the same place we had a could it be war room with them we
1: had our own could it be war room (laughs) next time they should just send us an invite and we'll just sit there in our red chair and sure it'd be great (laughs)
0: All right, so they do a, like, uh, I think it was Robert Clotworthy, the narrator, mm-hmm. who did a recap of the presentation that uh, had Pusan last mm-hmm. year. Actually, I think uh, Corey and Chris were doing that. Um, Chris was taking the lead on explaining the Arcadia stone in the mm-hmm. center of the swamp. That's funny.
1: I just saw Corian's comment pop up. He says, well, I only have one house. <laughs> way, to not, way to make me not feel special. Gee, thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Way to crush my dreams. Anywho. <laughs>
1: Anyways. No,
0: we had, um, they were talking about how last year mm-hmm. they overlaid the Nicholas Poussin painting on top of the swamp mm-hmm. aligned with Nolan's cross. Yes. And they drew a star, a pentagram. Mm-hmm um and in the center of all of that was uh the what was it the headdress that the person in the painting was wearing that had an eye on it that, and that, that ended... was a
1: different painting oh, was it? that was the self portrait oh that
0: was yeah this is well, when it,
1: they were so the in the arcadia yeah point.
0: the woman in the paintings her eyes still mm-hmm. lined up with the arcadia stone right
1: no where they were pointing but yes
0: well which would be the eye of the swamp yes okay
1: yeah see there was an eye yeah
0: i know the eye indicated the eye
1: yeah you know the eye of the swamp
0: Eye of the swamp yeah all right so we had that going on and they said okay well what we got this year expands upon that Mm
1: -hmm. so they laid the framework
0: they laid the framework okay so uh chris tells the team that uh the lines that make up nolan cross might be pointing to something and you know so they got curious and they followed the like the literal axis Mm -hmm. of the um of the cross of the cross and they followed it straight <laughs> across the curvature of the world to see where it would end up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, oh Oh, <laughs> Oh, did just, you just lose I all just everything?
1: Well, like Chris was saying, <laughs> I got back. they had to assume that Nolan's cross and the lines were going to point somewhere. So they're going to be working off of that idea. Yeah. Right. So as they continued their research, the line, a perfect line,
0: well, before we get to the perfect oh, line. Oh, come on. No, so it the line that they drew straight from Nolan's Cross, mm-hmm. wrapping around the world, they found goes directly up the center of the grounds of the Palace of Versailles in France. And it doesn't it, you know, like I was telling Deidre, and her mom came over a couple of days ago. I was telling her mom, like, you know, it'd be a lot less impressive if it like if it did still cross the um palace but it was like
1: you know quite you know, a bit
0: well i mean like you know just a hit in the corner or like um
1: just,
0: yeah uh you know at a weird angle or something mm-hmm. but this like at least the line presented on the show it cut, cut straight up straight like,
1: up the access yeah
0: well straight up like i don't know what is that the grand entry
1: i call through, it the front door
0: yeah through the front door <laughs> of the palace and it's like wow like I don't know. It was super impressive.
1: Even Marty looked impressed. So that's saying something.
0: Yeah. So you follow it. it, It's like hits it perfectly. And then, you know, that's enough to blow anybody's mind. Like, you know, that's just like, whoa. I mean, how can it be perfectly aligned like that?
1: What are the odds? Right.
0: Odds are very, very, very small. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, Corian explains that the palace is the world's largest royal domain. Over 2,000 acres and built in the 17th century by King Louis 14th of France, right? Mm-hmm. So then we have Clotworthy. He explains that Chris and Corian uh, believe that holy re- relics of the Knights Templar were hidden there for a period of time at the palace in France, right? Mm-hmm. And so Corian goes on to explain that they began looking at the whole domain from the air. And Chris added that they believe that the plan for the grounds of... were laid out in the shape of a menorah with a tripod base yeah i
1: would
0: would like to see some of like the old images of the the area yeah the old plans uh but i mean what they showed on screen was pretty flipping cool Yeah.
1: yeah it was beautiful
0: it was beautiful i was all in yeah all right so corian goes on to explain more that uh they began looking at the um, actually I just read that <laughs> he said no he went on to say that uh, they were wondering well, where they'd land if they continue the the, the alignment of uh-huh. the line in the other direction like going past the palace uh-huh. and so they kept the line going right
1: oh yeah why not let's let's see
0: yeah so um, Chris explained that not only it doesn't like land close to yeah it lands directly on top of the old site of the temple of Solomon oh like my god all this treasure that we're looking for originally was stored and came from whoa whoa and like then, we know that's where the Ark of the covenant was like we know where that's where these menorahs were
1: and then as was presented when my mother was over the other day <laughs> and her boyfriend was there um asked well why would it then be some little weird island over <laughs> here i said so why would you hide it in a temple or somewhere that seems uh, if you're trying to hide something maybe not like make a giant building that says i'm here so that's it that's all i'm saying
0: yeah let uh, giant I, arch yeah it's super impressive like how does okay A straight line that goes directly up the center of this palace, Mm -hmm. like through the front door, out the back door, uh, keeps continuing for, you know, thousands of miles Mm -hmm. to hitting the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, like literally right on top of it. That's just it's bonkers. And
1: what's even more bonkers as I was trying to wrap my head around Mm -hmm. is let's say there's more than one story going on here, more than one treasure or whatever. Yeah. What are the odds that you know the menorah is gonna end up over on Oak Island and then who knows what else too.
0: Yeah, who knows? It could be it could be Dark still.
1: And what <laughs> and other that's what I'm pieces? On. Yeah. Like so if Nolan's Cross, you know, connects us to the menorah, mm-hmm. then what other things that are we have found are not connected to it and maybe are connected to something else. That had nothing to do with Nolan's Cross that they didn't even know it was there in the first place. This whole thing is just like
0: it's good season. It's crazy. It's good. It's real good. You know, I want to see next what they do at the crossbar of the cross and see where those point. You know, the arms of the cross.
1: Oh, got it. Well, I mean, I I don't know.
0: They probably don't have any significance whatsoever because all you need is that straight line. But... Exactly.
1: Was my next uh, If you're gonna go up to axis then. yeah
0: and then the the crossbar of the cross is uh-uh. probably just symbolic you know to make a cross and to make it a marker and to
1: make a menorah and to have surveying
0: <laughs> well go on tell points. us about that
1: oh man okay <laughs> let me see if i can find uh all my notes uh
0: yeah. so marty's impressed though well you know, yeah. That's that's the first thing and steve looked super excited oh my gosh like he looked like a I don't know. Here's he's what I learned about
1: Steve I've, over the last couple episodes and in our interviews with him. He's a he. He's got a bit of Jack, and like yeah, he's yeah. very excited,
0: excitable too,
1: excitable. And he gets he sees us. He's he's like that's impressive. And <laughs> like turns his head around. There's there's no a lot does. of gifts yeah, to yeah. be made here. But yeah. that is one excited dude. I think he's all in for mm-hmm. this. But. Yeah. Corian goes on to say that they do believe that the Knights Templar dug up Solomon's treasure. Yep. Consisted of at least, you know, more than one menorah. And that one of those potentially was shipped to North America for safekeeping. Perhaps buried in the Oak Island swamp. Mm-hmm. That's when Steve's excited face hops up. Um and Marty says, well, I hope you're right. That's for dang sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. I
1: agree, Marty. So actually, so right. you know,
0: we we do have famous people in the chat right now. We have Corey and uh, he said, in actual fact, we discovered the giant menorah first. Then we spotted the line to Jerusalem, which was eerily precise. Only after that, we checked the line to the west and found the alignment with Oak Island. To our amazement, what uh, they don't tell you on the show is that the line from Versailles to Oak Island has a small deviation of under a degree,
1: and you know what? That's pretty dang good.
0: Well, when you didn't degree.
1: have GPS back then, <laughs> like,
0: well, yeah, if the people laying down these giant stones, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're probably using the stars to align it, you know, and
1: yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, they were very smart. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. It's just it's literally like mind boggling.
1: It, it is, and Oh my god. I goodness. love it. it. I
0: love it that you can get from Nolan's Cross to Jerusalem, straight up the middle of the Palace of Versailles, like straight line, a perfect line. And pretty good stuff.
1: Marty says almost like sarcastically, are you gonna tell us where to dig? Corian, yes.
0: <laughs> Marty, wrote, wrote, okay, good. <laughs> I wrote that they all got giddy after that.
1: And Marty looks shocked, like, oh well. Like for real? Like, oh, uh, all let's, right. Let's dig. <laughs> And so Chris goes on to explain to us kind of how we're going to get to these points. Right. Yeah. Um, the distance from the Arcadia stone to the center of the cross. Yes. Right. Uh, of that stone. And then. You take that distance. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, okay. You can create a circle
0: mm-hmm. out of that. Which would make that the radius. Uh-huh. Okay well
1: yeah and then you're going to go out the same distance to to the headstone yeah right so that so makes really your precise. next circle right mm-hmm. and then you've got after that you have the circle that encompasses the entire cross which is going to be all those points you asked you know what the arms and such yeah. are doing that's, well
0: that's true
1: markers right
0: so it perfectly encircled all of it yeah using those measurements Amazing. How does that happen if it's not intentional?
1: Yeah. Three concentric circles.
0: Yeah. Like literally, how does that not, how does that happen if it's not intentional though?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we already had that first pentagram from before mm-hmm. when uh, they had found the eye of the swamp, right? Yeah. And that was, you know, that's a pretty big deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, at least I would say.
0: Yeah. and no, the, well, it, it made sense with their theory. Mm-hmm.
1: And then what do we do after that?
0: So after that, um, what they do is they kind of split all those circles in half Mm -hmm. to look at just the bottom half and it created a a seven uh, point menorah, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, at least that's what it would look like using all those circles and using all those exact precise measurements, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not like they just pulled that stuff out of thin air. That's, that's what's impressive. Yeah. Like if they just pulled it out of thin air, you know meh like actually last year when they did their presentation like i was like why are they lining it up like that and mm-hmm. i thought it was just them pulling stuff out of thin air and then we talked to them and they they explained it to me and i way better understood and this year i think they did a much better job uh, giving us the exact reasons for all of this stuff because literally it's <laughs> it's amazing because the measurements are so precise Deidre just pulled up an image on the other screen and I'm looking at it and it's just like,
1: wow, I'm really gonna. So sorry for those of you that are listening without audio, but I wanted to pull this up just so we had the visual. Okay. Okay. So we have the pentagram and then we see that if we take half of those concentric circles that they had drawn, we get the menorah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you put the pentagram in that second circle we get these two points at the edge of the swamp yep and those are their points of interest that they want them to go check out my is like just to be clear this is like green dots that's where you want us that's what
0: you want to like, go. that is it sir
1: mm-hmm. and they ask about well steve asked hey send me all that the geometry etc etc and i will mark it and we can go check them out and they do um when they pulled up the menorah i don't know about you but i freaked out a bit so i didn't see that coming
0: i didn't see it coming either um i wonder why there's the stem goes all the way to the beach that's the mm-hmm. only question i have but maybe that's just to mark the end of the land
1: well that's the axis axis
0: axis right
1: so that would come through the eye and through that center stump something i thought was really interesting is looking at the pentagrams Mm -hmm. within the circle um, the bigger one the smaller one is they roughly follow the borders seem to follow the edges of the swamp right so if i'm looking Mm -hmm. at the triangle on there and i'm thinking i wonder what's at that top access point i don't know i'd kind of like to know
0: i'd like to know too and you know what we'll eventually know because these guys are going to go oh yeah no stone unturned this, this year
1: no pun intended there
0: yeah um you know like we didn't uh, get into who asked it but jack asked chris and uh and. At what they expect to find in this area and will mm-hmm. they find obvious stones or something mm-hmm. and corian said they expect a man-made feature or placement marker
1: mm-hmm.
0: or as a placement marker yep and marty says that they can check this out also says that their work is significant enough and well done enough that they're absolutely going to check out their spots and marty says that any dig on oak island is worth doing
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is definitely worth doing Mm -hmm. like they gave us a lot of good reasons to look in these areas
1: well and we only get a couple minutes of their probably hours of explanation and conversations that are going on in the warm just like with any theorists and especially anybody that's put in this much time and work (laughs) i'm impressed and everybody else seems to be that's on the island too or else they wouldn't have them back
0: no seriously um you know, like Rick, when they did like a separate little interview with him, where he's talking about a little bit of this, and he was just mm-hmm. like, he was almost giddy. You know, mm-hmm. he's just really excited. It's, it's amazing. Like, if this line just goes from Nolan's cross, you know, and crosses these big things, and it's just, you know, I don't know. It's like, what else can it be? Mm-hmm. But I mean. If you look at, the, I don't know, if you think about how big the universe is and how big creation is and all that, er, there's probably every possibility out there has happened or can happen at some point or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it could be random and just happen to be. but Crazy like, random
1: happenstance. For real,
0: though, like, probably not. <laughs> like, it's probably all intentional because or otherwise you wouldn't get such precise li- alignments and measurements. So Well,
1: um. that and what happens next right they say let's go explore these features after steve has calculated them Mm -hmm. and they they do right so they follow up on it right away we're in the
0: outskirts of the swamp that's what i noted this area yeah
1: i put swamp area investigation of Corian and chris's theory (laughs) okay (laughs) i was very precise I, can I join your team? <laughs> so Rick, Marty, Doug show up to meet with Steve and Billy. So mm-hmm. Steve and Billy are already there, and Steve looks excited, mm-hmm. and Marty's like, hey. he's
0: like, oh, I found the spots. Let me show you. Let me show you.
1: <laughs> he he says. No, Marty says, "Don't tell us, because it looks like Steve's like gonna burst out mm-hmm. in pure excitement, right? This is his jack coming out, his inner jack." Mm-hmm. And Billy's standing there like, "Whatever."
0: And it was <laughs> <Bill's laughs> like, "Show me the money." <laughs> and Marty's See, just gonna have to pull out his ball again.
1: He <laughs> says, "I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. Just that so Billy and I have cleared a path for us to walk. Some clearing. <laughs> um, someone needed one of those machetes found in the swamp, and." Billy's in shorts, Mm -hmm. and he's going to get his legs torn up on the way out there, even though everybody else is in jeans, but whatever. Um, He's fine. So they head on out. I just had noted Steve. I would play poker with Steve because he has no poker face. You would win all of his money. I'd win all the monies. Billy? you can't read that guy.
0: Deidre can suppress a smile. She's been doing it for like 15 years. She thinks. just
1: kidding kidding. oh my husband's a jerk (laughs) all right so Marty says
0: that somebody needs to call Chris and Corey and tell them to put the X in an easier spot (laughs) yeah that was a good that was a good quip
1: yeah that (laughs) made me laugh because then Corey later had shared that clip
0: yeah and that's how Chris shared it too and
1: then Chris (laughs) had just put a big X (laughs) on a picture of Versailles
0: yeah go search there Marty
1: (laughs) (laughs) corian told him no they said to call billy but Cory's like he can't have shorts <laughs> inside so
0: we can't have billy <laughs> billy can't go billy oh, can't no. go
1: unless he puts pants
0: on that's not fair
1: <laughs> i just lost it when i saw that but
0: that's thanks
1: fun. thanks for the online entertainment guys yeah, that was good. good so uh but they get there and there was definitely something
0: Yeah, they check out the western target first, and Marty immediately recognized a spot that looked previously dug, and Steve noted an impressive mound of rocks. Steve says it looks worth investigating, Mm -hmm. and Marty agrees.
1: (laughs) I I would call that something to investigate, Marty. I'd call that something. <laughs> and my next note says, ha 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 ha. <laughs> That's I kind of want to see more of Steve and Marty interaction. Yeah, they, they, they would be fun. Steve says something, and Marty's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny stuff.
0: Yeah, so the, it's labeled as the trench feature. Yes. And Rick uh, asks what they're near. Steve says that they are near the paved stone area and the Arcadia Point. Mm hmm. Uh, marty tries to go through the brush to check out the area uh, that looks like it was dug rick is super impressed with finding exact uh, this exactly where chris and corian said it would be says that it was unique
1: i think i guess my notes are a bit more sarcastic than yours probably i wrote marty climbs in to get a look (laughs) is he playing hide and go seek i've never known him to just jump in like like this feels like something rick would do like climb a tree and get in there right sure but rick's standing back
0: being all (laughs) like rick's the marty yeah marty's the rick
1: there was some freaky friday stuff going out but as marty points out it that pile of spoils looks more or less to be what would have come out of that trench yeah right for sure um Mm -hmm it just it made me laugh
0: to see Marty climb a tree Mm -hmm. and then doug said he was expecting to see a large boulder or something Mm -hmm. uh, but that they needed to look for something unusual and that this what they're finding fits Mm -hmm. the bill so rick agrees he says that they've entered into the realm of unknown possibilities
1: yeah great quote
0: yeah says that they need to let the science talk
1: beside the realm of unknown possibilities probably an actual place and the entrance is through the ice holes (laughs) good old old it's
0: all about the ice holes
1: i might be all
0: right so then doug again says that uh that he knows a guy that could possibly test the sediments and tell them how old it is hey this guy i know this guy this one guy he likes to work in swamps yeah you know this guy
1: yeah i i think we might know someone
0: and well, everyone's rick, like
1: oh yeah rick got
0: the trivia question right <laughs> good job rick <laughs> he wins the prize because it's dr spooner right
1: yes it is ding ding ding
0: yeah rick says they will dig it uh that they'll dig it but for right now steve you're the man of the hour the man of action and you've got to do what, what you? you do take <laughs> elevations figure out its orientation determine its relevance to the features they already know about in the swamp and then at some point get to the bottom of what the structure is
1: no pun intended it made me i was like wow that's a lot of pressure make sure you get all right steve
0: yeah and then but you know that sounds like that sounds like slow going to marty because marty's like yo big bro
1: as he climbs out of the tree
0: he says mark remember rick this is not the fellowship of the trowel okay this is the fellowship of the dig."
1: I laughed right on spot. I did too.
0: And uh, even like Rick had a smile on his face too, but he's like, "Well, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. (laughs) So he thinks that they should proceed cautiously.
1: Yeah. The fellowship of the Mm trowel. So we got the trowel team versus the dig team. I mean, they both jig. Jig. They both dig. (laughs) They both do
0: a jig together?
1: They both dig just with uh, different size uh, shovels
0: yeah <laughs> they do but i mean i don't know what whatever they'll whatever, get to the let's bottom get her of it
1: done.
0: even if it takes a little longer they'll get to mm-hmm. the bottom of it
1: uh let's see here
0: well steve then kind of wrapped up that area i think uh-huh. and he said that he thinks that chris and Corinne were on to something yep and steve marty then asked steve uh if he had another spot to show him steve said yep and so they let's go yeah and follow drove. me yeah, then they, have, then they have the follow... They, they were playing hide-and-seek earlier. Now they're playing following the leader. Right, following the leader, the leader. And this
1: is where the fellowship begins their following <laughs> of yeah. Steve.
0: Yeah, Steve is the new Gandalf, apparently.
1: Apparently. So I had made this design earlier in the year with mm-hmm. everybody following Gandalf. And I kind of had Steve towards the back of it. And now I... I didn't know it, but I guess I have to move Steve up to the front with Gandalf because they did a lot of following Steve this episode. They
0: did. Well, he's the guy with the with the X marks of spots, apparently.
1: Do you well, think he, parted... he
0: interprets the X marks of spots and puts him on? Did he proud. part
1: the uh, swamp waters with his staff?
0: He should have be-
1: to get to the other side. So he, he didn't have to make him.
0: He probably them didn't, but he probably should have probably should have. He doesn't want to reveal his true powers. yet. His
1: true powers.
0: As Steve leads on over Mm -hmm. to the eastern side of the swamp on the border of lot 12 and 13, Mm -hmm. Marty asks, in that hollow right there? And then Steve says, yeah, in this area, I'll just go stand on it. Marty says, that'll be great. Steve says, Steve like gets into the brush, you know, he's like all like trying to dodge the, because
1: it's not a little guy either. (laughs) Like he's very tall.
0: And he says, it's in this small clearing over here
1: you're a true optimist steve
0: to call that a clearing hey well marty's the one that pointed it out and said that's a hollow you know so that's that's like a synonym <laughs> marty called it that first
1: i steve is like climbing through the trees and he's like in his little hollow and then you see i'm him, in the
0: clearing guys <laughs> you see
1: him get out later and as he's talking he's like Picking pieces (laughs) of tree like out of the back of his shirt. I'm going, that's that wasn't a clearing,
0: Steve. That was pretty good. All right. So, Marty says that the eastern side, um, that Corian and Chris wanted them to search had been manipulated likely by bulldozers from Fred Nolan, Mm -hmm. uh, to build the peninsulas in the swamp. Correct. So, uh oh.
1: Yes, but at least we had the feature on the other side, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah. So, yep for sure and marty says that they need dr spooner to go into this thing on the western side um, of the island before they disturb it mm-hmm. and then uh, they're, what they're going to do is go to the eastern side and dig it up like mm-hmm. that's that's a game plan
1: yeah so these have been dubbed like the east hill and the west hill sure. so um anyways uh something steve had mentioned was what we're gonna learn We're going to learn a lot from the West Hill location, because according to Chris and Corian's theory, Mm -hmm. they would have been placed at the same time as like directional markers. Mm -hmm. Right. So the more we learn about West Hill, it's going to relate to what could be a missing feature
0: on the east side. Could be. You see who just joined the chat?
1: I, I did because I also saw my phone start blowing up with hearts.
0: Oh, so that and must be Scott Barlow's in the chat.
1: Scott is here. He actually is in the chat, and he says, "I'm not sure how I got here. I was watching our news briefing because we are your news briefing, Scott."
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, if Scott was uh, uh, operating the excavator instead of Tom Nolan, he probably went have broke it.
1: I don't know about <laughs> that. I mean,
0: wow. Where was Billy? I thought Billy was right there. Oh no, they came back to that. later Billy is they? busy. Billy was busy. Okay. Well, it's 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 Tom's land, so I mean, might as well let Tom let, like, do what he wants Like seriously,
1: he's probably got an excavator nearby. dur
0: Yeah. So anywho, Doctor Spooner arrives the next day to do his thing. Uh,
1: at <laughs> like right? Yeah. Um,
0: I thought it was on the western side.
1: Yeah, which is at No, like
0: it's the West the Hill. That's the east side i don't know my notes said western side too so I don't the know.
1: west hill is where they gotta take a sample because the thing exists yep right mm-hmm. okay so it's tom's land i yep. assume
0: <laughs> he's there mm-hmm.
1: dr spooner doug steve all there tom tom asked doug if he's the designated tree cutter <laughs> doug says guess so i guess so. So i guess I'd
0: yeah so dr spooner fills him in with the plans what he's doing and he says you guys when i'm in here i might sink okay if i sink i'm gonna need help to get out
1: (laughs) and it seems like we'll get you out (laughs) it it didn't sound like very uh convincing yeah and spooner's like will you
0: (laughs) will you please
1: all I can think of is the never ending story where the horse gets stuck <laughs> and he like drowns. In and- that's
0: that's like I think that's literally the pit of despair. I think yeah. that's why that's why uh uh Artax dies in the never ending story.
1: Well, it's it feels like we need a side they lose by hope. side. They
0: lose hope in the pit of despair, oh, and yeah. he sinks into the, like that swamp. and A tree is like. Artax, no! (laughs) Like, grabbing him, trying to pull him out. Okay, uh, Atreyu, you might be some kind of warrior child, but you're not going to pull a a horse out of, like, a quicksand tar pit So are you telling me
1: Spooner (laughs) is Artax and Steve is Atreyu? Steve is Atreyu. (laughs) I'm sure people get them confused all the time.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, Steve's about my age, so he probably grew up loving The Nevering Story. He probably would love to have been Atreyu as a child, okay?
1: Woody, Woody, Woody.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would have been the tree. Oh. right on Falcor.
1: Falcor, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing's off limits on Oak Island. Might as well find a luck
0: dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, might as well. Yeah. Okay. So- Oh, okay all right so dr spooner he uses his gravity cord to get the sample he needs right of
1: algae and goo that's hopefully mm-hmm. collecting and in and the sediment. bottom and sediment mm-hmm.
0: uh tom thinks he might uh get a full cord due to the depth mm-hmm. and dr spooner's preliminary analysis of the sediment because he, he he literally gets the full core
1: yeah and he says in the first it, shot
0: yeah he says it goes back several hundreds of years so already mind blown chris and corian mm-hmm. you're on to something guys
1: So, in general, Spooner says that 10 centimeters equals about 100 years. That's in general. Ish. Ish. Yeah, 100 years-ish. This is Oak Island. Nothing's, we never know.
0: Yeah, Doug plans on draining this area and clearing the limbs off the trees with Tom's permission. Tom Uh says, sure. Uh And uh, this is going to be done while they wait for further analysis from Ian Spooner. Uh Uh, Then the focus shifts Over to the eastern side of the swamp, where we have Rick, Marty, Tom, Doug, Steve, Alex, and Gary on hand. That's a motley crew.
1: That is a motley crew. We just keep going between these mounds. Um, Mm. But this one is like a flattened mound. Um, Let's see here. Gary and Doug are both at a six on a scale from one to (laughs) ten as to whether or not they believe something is possibly there.
0: Yeah, well... Uh, also rick before that he says uh, that they are grateful very grateful to that thomas a significant partner Mm -hmm. with them now and so i was i was happy to hear that because it's just like you know there's a lot going on in the swamp and when nothing would be happening in the swamp if uh, they didn't have thomas a partner so i'm glad he joined yeah and
1: as he points out tom is he's got perspective like you know he if something's going on in the area he can say maybe why his father was interested in that particular swamp feature or if mm-hmm. he had records of anything there so i don't know I, i'm with you we've seen more tom and i think it's a good thing
0: yeah so yeah back to doug saying that he thought it was about a scale of one to ten of a six or so just mm-hmm. like gary i mean that's better than The other side of five, right? But it's above
1: fifty percent.
0: Knowing what they know about the western side, I mean, my percentage would be a bit higher.
1: Well, and it's more or less. Is there something still there? Because Mm -hmm. if all this was the fill dirt, which it looks like was pushed in, then is there still information there to be gathered? Right? Was for all we know, what we're looking for pushed out onto the peninsula
0: mm-hmm. or could
1: be, I mean, it's A not going to be in the exact spot, but
0: yeah. So uh, Doug also noted that Corey and Chris are uh, two for two and in get into man-made intervention spots. the Arcadia Stone on the West Hill and they've both been manipulated by man. Well, he's three for three now because this area has been manipulated by Fred Nolan. <laughs>
1: yeah. And he's a man.
0: <laughs> he definitely is. <laughs> All right. So um, Marty says, let's make it three for three and let's quit jawboning. And let's dig.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Marty. We can always, always count on you to tell him to get back to work.
0: Yeah. So Tom begins excavating. Yep. Gary's scanning the spoils. Uh, Tom hits a large rock. Gary says, there's definitely something interesting um, in Corey and Chris's spot. Mm -hmm. And I think it went to commercial, but when it came back, Steve says uh, that one of the things they were told were they they might find a boulder with a marking and they pulled out that rock and uh, Steve Guptil, surveyor, you know, he's like, whoa, look at this rock, guys.
1: History Channel totally duped me. (laughs) So I totally was all in for the next time on when Steve's like,
0: look, there it is. Where we heard this before, though. Whoa, guys, look. Oh, it's a rock. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so they pull out the rod. sorry steve and steve asks uh tom to you know place it over by him and marty yeah and they start investigating oh yeah and we see the moment where steve you know puts his x on it because yeah. he's looking for it he's,
0: he's looking like, for a mark mm-hmm. yes.
1: and i thought it was marty who said it was just it was from tom but it ends up steve corrects himself oh, and that? says uh oh, that looks like it's from tom and he like wipes Stripping it off his yeah. uh his ex yeah. but <laughs> it, was changed pre- his
0: mind. it was pretty good for a tv like something oh to great in.
1: totally yeah.
0: uh steve asked tom to get to sea level about three feet deeper than he's at that point because uh-huh. they want you know it's like hey might as well keep going uh-huh. keep looking uh rick notes that the easiest like this is the easiest dug through soil that they've ever he's ever seen on oak island yeah like because it's, it's like been powder.
1: manipulated and uh yeah
0: it was like powder, you mm-hmm. know, you could can move it real easy.
1: Yeah, Doug's noticing that the soil is changing the deeper they get, right? Yeah. Which is what they want.
0: Yeah, and so suddenly it just wasn't so easy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, d- uh, Tom continues digging and gets stuck on something and pop goes the hydraulic line. <laughs> yeah. And I,
1: when I had saw the camera shot and they were looking down and I'm seeing water, what I thought was water, I was like, did someone really just bust a water line? You didn't call before you dig or and no, that wasn't the case. I'm thinking, why is there a water line there? No, of course. It's a busted hose from the hydraulic
0: fluid. That, well, that's that's you know. the island fighting back.
1: It is. And apparently it was mad at Steve because it <laughs> it just sprayed him
0: (laughs) and this coming from
1: he didn't even move (laughs) he just was standing in the same spot he goes i wondered what i was getting sprayed with (laughs) like i'm glad it it wasn't acid or something (laughs) Jeez. um
0: yeah so doug says i oak island just threw them a Mm curveball tom says i guess they have to pack it up they're done Mm -hmm. and um they say Steve he tells him, a... good job. But <laughs> Good uh, job, Tom. Yeah, he's like, good job, Tom. <laughs> so we're all just like, you yeah, have nothing to do now. Uh, but as they're like walking away, we get a, well, classic Oak Island right there. Classic right? Oak Island.
1: They just leave it there. You know, Tom went back to the house, got on Amazon, ordered a new hose. <laughs> I noted that Alex practically ran over when it busted. And you could see his engineer head going and thinking about, What was broken and everybody agreed. So when the new part shows up, they can uh, keep digging. But my question is, why didn't they just call in the trial team to so they could see the rock? I mean, they all have little shovels. I don't think I would have been willing. I
0: think it's because those areas like that area in particular, they knew had been heavily manipulated by Fred Nolan. So that's that's like a deterrent for archaeologists. Like,
1: what about the Jack six thousand? okay Like back it up, and someone let Jack get in there with his claws and pull out the giant boulder. I'm sure it won't like roll out and crush him or
0: anything. I'm sure it won't.
1: That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he doesn't need hydraulic fluid.
0: He doesn't. He just needs like you know water, food, food and water to keep going. <laughs> that's his hydraulic fluid. All right, so that's the end of uh searching out Corey and Chris's spots. At least mm-hmm. in this episode. At least for now. Yeah. Yeah. You know we. They're going to be coming back to them. Plus Mm -hmm. they're doing so much in the swamp this year. So we'll hear more. So, Hey, Corey and Chris, great job, man. I I loved it. I loved all that you guys did.
1: I get a feeling we're going to see him again later this year. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we see him on the podcast at some point too.
1: Oh, we will. We will.
0: Yeah. All right. So then we head over to the Oak Island research center. Yes. This is kind of where we wrap up the episode. Uh, Steve videos in to a meeting with Ian Spooner and Tom Nolan. Or, like, he, they're with him. Yeah. And uh, Rick, Peter, Marty, Alex, and Jack are on the other side, in the uh, not in the war room. They're, like, I at think home. they're at home. Yeah. yeah. And Ian Spooner says, or he's there to give scientific analysis from the core on Lot 11. Uh-huh. Is that what you said earlier? Yeah, you did say Lot 11.
1: That's right. Because my notes hmm. are highly accurate. Yeah. Even though they take longer. I thought was longer.
0: closer. I, I don't know. I don't uh, know what I
1: was thinking. Uh, I don't know what you were thinking.
0: Well, you were right.
1: I know. Should I pull up the lot <laughs> line map?
0: No, I'm you? good. I'm good. All right. So Marty asks for the dimensions of the area they're looking at. Steve uh-huh. says that it's sixty feet long by fifteen feet wide, with an elevation gain of about eleven, about four feet. So that's three thousand six hundred cubic feet of volume in this area. What? What's funny? I
1: just laugh because Marty just wants like the basic dimensions. <laughs> yeah. Steve goes, "It's sixty feet long, fifteen feet wide." almost four feet of elevation so you know he he thinks this is approximate right so so it's Ish. about 3600 cubic feet
0: at, and marty's like dude you could have stopped at 60 feet by 15 feet
1: everybody on the other <laughs> side of the screen is chuckling because they should have known that was the kind of dimensions they were gonna get from the royal cartographer
0: yeah you take it like three steps too far but that's I, fine
1: i don't know what 3, i appreciate 6, all of it hundred cubic feet looks like
0: well it's it's 60 feet long uh 15 feet wide four feet high now you know
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think in cubic feet do you
0: no i don't but maybe Steve we should Guptill try that does.
1: apparently
0: <clears throat> yeah ian says that <clears throat> sorry ian says that it's definitive that this it, thing is st- disturbed and it's a manipulated site mm-hmm. tom says it's 100 man-made yo <laughs> there's no two ways about it
1: <laughs> i tom in this moment yeah it's
0: amazing yeah he get, he has like this air of like oh, <laughs> yeah, i love <laughs> hearing that stuff you know my dad was right you know yeah, yeah.
1: that's gonna yeah. be a perfect gift yeah I, and loved I loved it too it was just like it's gotta feel good when your dad put that much work into the swamp and you're finally you know both sides are collaborating right yeah and all working towards this one thing mm-hmm. and to get some confirmers for all the time you spent in there. Like that, that feels good.
0: It was real good. So Marty says that this is exciting and amazing stuff. He's also amazed that it's remained hidden on the Island with all the scrutiny that's been all around it for you know hundreds of years.
1: I concur. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Ian Spooner's main interest is if it was old or young, mm-hmm. uh, like from the 1900s or much older. Right. So Uh, His way of dating it is by looking at the sediment. Mm -hmm. And there's a good 30 centimeters in the core that he took back to his lab. And he tells them that what they're looking at is something that is possibly at least three centuries old. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, that's like pre 17 That's like 1700-ish. So. That's like uh, almost 100 years before the discovery of the money pit.
1: That's just how is this hole in the ground (laughs) gone that long
0: without Without being noticed
1: yeah like or pointed out as like some kind of feature because if i look at old Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like i went back to more recent and some older aerial footage and there's you know if i know what i'm looking for and where i can definitely see what they're talking about
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's it's just a little crazy to me
0: yeah so that information wowed alex lagina right yeah uh, rick said that someone went through a great effort to dig that um that uh, spot yeah and that he hopes that they figure out its purpose and he also says um you just wait till we dig that up
1: Mm-hmm. and rick says this has all the possi- possibility of a recipe all the whoa my notes are crazy. Rick says
0: that they uh, they got the right people to look into this, and it's a great recipe for an aha moment.
1: Thank you. I don't That's know what... why possibly is in my notes. <laughs> I was like, something is really wrong here. Rick speaks much more eloquently than that.
0: Yeah. It's okay. You got me. I'm, I got your back.
1: Thanks. And Marty, well, 2020 is shaping up to be a year that things come out of the woodwork.
0: Yeah. Out of um, the
1: woodwork, out of the oak work. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah in wrapped up his little portion by uh-huh. saying that this is a major feature he'd like to get a mini excavator in there and dig another trench across it uh, the feature and he also talked to tom about draining the trench the you know the the deeper part uh-huh. and see what's at the bottom of it so
1: and yeah. rick i think we're about to be woken up to the real mystery of oak island
0: dun 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 whoa and then well, that is it actually
1: That is. And then we get a next time on.
0: I didn't see any next time ons. Uh, Maybe I did a little bit during Beyond Oak Island. Mm -hmm. But I don't recall it because I haven't watched it. So
1: we got a next... I watched it directly (laughs) through the history app. Mm. So when you do that, it brings up the next time on right away instead of maybe making you go to beyond Oak Island. So that's a fun little treat. Mm -hmm. And then just yesterday, they uploaded a preview for next week, which is called uh, the master plan. Ooh, The
0: master plan. I like hearing that. Okay,
1: So next week for the master plan uh, for the next time on, we see choice drilling coming across the causeway. Cool. Yeah, choice is back. Sweet. Um excavator at the trench feature uh at the West Hill. Okay. So we Exciting. see that that's happening. That. immediately
0: following up. Good job, guys.
1: immediately. Uh let's see here. Doug says they are back to the possibility that the treasure hunt has been going on longer than they ever imagined. Change in history here. Dang, man.
0: I don't know. Last year, they were imagining 1200s with uh, the uh, paved stone area. Wow.
1: Maybe they get confirmers. Yeah. And we get a shot of stones laid in such a way, in my opinion, that looks like the paved feature in the swamp. Where was it at? I'm not positive. I think it was when they were digging the trench. Oh. So somewhere near over there. Dang. There. Crazy. Uh, a shot of xena's map Mm. and the anchors right so we've got a couple theorists here that Mm -hmm. are back and that kind of shows up on the preview too which i'll talk about and doug it's almost like there's a master plan for all those features
0: Uh uh-oh He's going to find the hatch. You find Desmond in there pressing the button every like 128 minutes or whatever it is. Uh,
1: We see Marty, Steve, Alex, Gary, and Jack out looking for these anchors. And we hear Steve saying, take a look at that. Take a look. And that they had found a, um, they were looking at a boulder or whatever and looking for particular anchors. right? So, uh, as
0: a, what's an anchor
1: as a surveyor, he would be looking for, (sighs) okay, let me back up. So like when you're doing property lines or surveying, you have to have a starting point. You have to have a point of origin or a point of beginning in my area. We usually know it as a point of origin and that is within your legal description okay. or and there might be a survey marker there for the larger area. So what they're saying, the anchor is gonna be your starting point. Okay. So we know say like over at the McGuinness Foundation mcginnis foundation over at i say that because of david mcginnis look (laughs) look what's going on here uh over at lot 15 we had found that piece that looks like you would stick the staff of raw into or survey posts right Mm -hmm. well all these different drilled holes throughout the island don't really make sense unless you have a point for them to start from where are you gonna go if you don't have uh, a starting point Uh, point of origin, and origination. That's what potentially they're saying the anchors are. It would be another term for that. So it looks like there's two anchors uh, on the north and south side that would have been indicated. Mm. And that's what they're Mm. looking for here. So for with the preview in the master plan, it appears that the theorists with Xena's map are talking about triangulate, being able to triangulate the location of the money pit Because if you have those anchor points, then you can start tying in these other points where you've got the drilled stones and triangulating where you're supposed to go. So unless, you know, like I said, got to start somewhere in order to finish somewhere. And that looks like it blows Rick's mind.
0: Wow. Cool. Well, so they're going to be use these areas to triangulate. They're mm-hmm. looking for these anchors. And mm-hmm. then once they do triangulate, they say, okay, we're going to dig here. And they're like, oh, but then there's the um, the solution channel beneath us and pushed everything. Ah, oh, shucks. Let's just dig a big, dig a big giant hole.
1: <laughs> well, they're going to calculate where it would have... If you can calculate where it would have originally been, mm-hmm. could you potentially calculate where it would have moved to based off the information you have about the solution channel and where you know something like the uh something uh the chapel vault if you know where it is now and how far it's moved over these different years if you know where it started
0: they don't know where the chapel vault is that's what they're looking for
1: you you know approximately what? It, have you looked at the maps that no, say?
0: Are you talking about the Chapel Shaft?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they know where that is, okay? They, they don't know. Where, but if they keeps, knew where the vault was, man, they'd be like going all over. Yeah, you know, that's what. They're and
1: on. but they're also thinking it went deeper. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's going to be really important to at least know where the original starting, where, where the money pit would have started, mm-hmm. right? If anything, just for historical context.
0: Cool. Hey, uh, why don't you save the rest of that for the live stream tomorrow?
1: Because there'll be other people. Calm down. I'm almost done. Okay. Um <laughs> so we do get a shot of Steve leading his people around the island.
0: I guess it's not tomorrow, but the day after tomorrow.
1: And he leads them to what uh they're saying is the north anchor. So it looks like they find what might be the two anchor points and Marty says that's the anchor stone. I can buy that. So Marty is buying into something.
0: Mm.
1: Gary finds something. I think I should sent you a screenshot of it. I'm going, it either looks like the front of a chest, like lock,
0: oh. or a that buckle. was. I was wondering what that was. I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah,
1: it took me a while to uh figure that out.
0: Cool. That, well, hey, that's what they're looking for, right?
1: Yes, and this is all my speculation based off of snippets of information. But last week they all also had me convinced that Steve found <laughs> something important on the rock. He found a wrong Tom rock. Nolan scratch. He said he found less rocks last year, so <laughs> I don't just know. Finds, he
0: finds bigger rocks this year.
1: He just finds bigger ones. He does actually. if <laughs> he finds two rocks next
0: episode, yeah, he finds big rocks. He's moved on. He's moved on from the tiny little rocks.
1: Steve rocks.
0: Yeah, Steve does rock. <laughs> All right, so great episode. Fantastic. I enjoyed Had it immensely. Time. You know, Corian and Chris's theory was uh, um, mind blowing Mm mm-hmm whoa can you you calm down over there with your paper sorry
1: i'm just all calmed up See, that's
0: why you should do it digitally like me you don't have to worry about like a
1: i do and then i print it because some of us need the tactile stuff yeah okay
0: good for you all right yeah so hey really cool really awesome let's go ahead and talk about clotworthies yes last week we had two clotworthy contained contenders Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, And one one of of them them, one of them was triumphant over the other which one was it uh let's see here a pathway or a track leading from the swamp to the stone structure on lot 15
1: a pathway Uh, or or a a track track? yeah it uh beat the coin
0: yeah so um on twitter Mm -hmm. the it was actually split 50 50
1: oh votes. that's right
0: but it was dominated on facebook uh for the 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 what was it pathway or track
1: yeah pathway or track <laughs> yeah obviously it really struck a chord with you no, it's
0: good i liked it a lot but like i think so the way that we vote on facebook now you can see what other people had voted mm-hmm. um before you even make your choice so i think that might have influenced people to vote on it because they're like <sighs> oh that one's in the lead i'm gonna vote for the winner well, well, maybe they really like that one. I don't know because it was just weird that it was like so lopsided on Facebook when it's a
1: different audience.
0: On Twitter, it was tied right up the middle.
1: Well, Twitterverse was divided, so the Faceverse decided to fix it. All right.
0: Well, good job to that uh, clotworthy clip. It was a lot of fun. Woo! woo. All right. So who? We are, have two new ones this week. What's What's going up against each other this week? Okay. I'm excited to hear because there's good clotworthy. This clotworthy
1: time. one, another even larger boulder. Could it have been placed there perhaps to cover something of great importance and value?
0: Mm. Another boulder. Even larger than the first
1: one? To boulderly go.
0: Yeah, is it
1: covering something? Maybe.
0: The world may never know.
1: Or we might. We might not find out week next week. <laughs> when the hydraulics are fixed yeah. or they brought in the trial team.
0: Cool. All right. Okay. So what is that one going up against? A perfect line starting at the site of the original temple of solomon in jerusalem leading straight through the palace of versailles and finally landing on oak island whoa whoa a perfect line yeah that was pretty good
1: yeah for alignment
0: yeah yeah all right. So those are the choices yes. we're, we're going to do is we're going to put them up on Facebook in our Facebook group, group. not our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So go to facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast, search the groups, join that group and uh, you can vote yep. and you can also go to Twitter uh, uh, at Oak Island pod. Yep. Find us at Oak Island pod on Twitter and you can vote there as well. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll have those up later today. And um, that's kind of it. Do we have anything else going on?
1: I'm trying to think. No, so I would like to give a shout out to our group in general. You guys, you're a blast. Uh, Always got something good going on. Uh, We had a post in that I cannot remember who put it up. Mm -hmm. uh, But it was fantastic asking people to describe something in their day. But in like a Clotworthy, Robert Clotworthy voice and Mm -hmm. description. You know you all read those in his (laughs) voice. Because I did. And I was just rolling. You guys are really good at this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And I noticed yesterday there was a post from our friend Amy mm-hmm. that uh, she had a, a dream with, uh, right. with that she was hanging out with Rick Lagina and, and Rick he, Lagina had had, he had braces on when he smiled at her and she, he and had a, a stalk of uh, broccoli stuck in his braces. <laughs> So uh,
1: apparently a lot of people based off that thread had dreams that included the Curse of Oak Island. You guys are great. You're right. I love all the positivity that comes in through the group. It's been really, it's been really fun. Um, a great way for those of you, especially that show up in the lives to interact with each other and us to be able to react with you. So if you haven't joined our group yet, mm-hmm. it'd be a good time. So could it be? Yeah. An oak island
0: group yeah could it be an oak island group yeah we had some other good uh recent uh um, it was susan yeah susan uh she had uh that's, that, that's the, one the one i was one just about talking the, uh, the about uh, uh, moment her example was a smoke alarm going off could it be that someone unintentionally burned something on the stove in the middle of the day and now they're airing out the house with the fans on dun 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 it's Pretty just
1: totally like all through my day i'm narrating in my head laundry why is there so much Yeah. <laughs> where did it all
0: come from yeah, we have we have other posts but recent posts by linda mm-hmm. and Anne marie's always sharing stuff to the group and jeff jeff said that he ordered himself an oak island 2021 calendar from uh the friends of oak island mm-hmm. that was a promotion they just started so yes go check them out and order a calendar yep. support uh the friends of oak island but yep. Yeah, um, other than that, uh, we do have one review from uh, Apple Podcasts to read. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, so this is from- Are uh, sure it's
1: for us? Is it a good one?
0: <laughs> I think it's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, after I get done reading it, you decide if it's for us or not, okay? Okay. <laughs> it's five stars, so that's good. Uh, it's from Barbs1313. It okay. says, so great. This podcast is the perfect combination of interesting information and humor. Not only that, they host- trivia every week uh, that is a ton of fun you can even win prizes i look forward to both each week be sure to check it out you'll be hooked not only on the oak island mystery but on the two great people and the discussion and trivia so how about that
1: oh that is that is great i think yeah, talking it, it about was us. definitely about us and cool. well yeah, thanks yeah, Barb. So,
0: thank you so much
1: thank you and and, is on
0: Monday night. Yeah, and we don't have any more. Um, like that's the last uh, uh, review. Um, I I uh, what is it? Apple Podcast mm-hmm. review that uh, that we have on the list to read. So if you want to uh, spread the love, go to Apple Podcast and leave us a review. That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be and then fabulous. We can read it on the air. Um, something that we didn't have this time is we didn't have any voicemails or emails. Sad. So um, yeah, can you give the vo- uh email uh, info real quick?
1: Yeah. So our email is. Oak island Podcast at gmail.com
0: yeah so we usually get stuff when i post that in on the page or on the group that we're going to do a podcast and mm-hmm. then that reminds people so i'll try to do that again this next week um also you could call our oak island podcast phone line mm-hmm. 360-836-4549 and then you can leave us a message and if it's fun we'll play it on the air They um, usually are yeah, one other thing is Patreon, patreon.com slash Oak Island podcast. If you enjoy what we do, you can support us there. And, um, you know, with a monetary monthly donation to mm-hmm. the podcast, it helps us refill our uh, trivia prizes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if once we get more and more, we'll be able to upgrade our equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, anything you can get to that we would super appreciate it the
1: website and uh, yeah
0: everything costs money yeah. yeah it does we like literally we put i don't know probably thousands of dollars into this just being honest mm-hmm. and uh got nothing back and that's fine that, like that we knew that going into it but if you wanted to a Patreon, give us, yeah yeah i mean we we've had people uh you know give back but we've literally put in like way way more and that's fine because that's mm-hmm. literally what we expected yep but if you guys want to give back and uh, help us out, that would be really appreciated. We'd love it. So that's at patreon.com slash oakislandpodcast. And you can subscribe to any level there. And we just give you uh, hearts from us.
1: Hearts from us.
0: Hearts from us. So is there anything else to chat about? Uh, Instagram?
1: Yeah, I didn't mean, uh, shout out our Instagram. Uh, you can find us at Oak Island Podcast. Really original
0: (laughs) and uh, Facebook at Oak Island podcast, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And our website, you can go look at YouTube.
1: YouTube. Yeah. We're on there too.
0: Yeah. We don't get much traction on YouTube because we don't know how to work it, but we're there. So Mm -hmm. that's youtube.com slash you guessed it. Oak Island Island Podcast. podcast. All right. So is that it? that's it all right well i can't wait to see what else chris and corian come up with they were a lot of fun to watch on this week's episode i hope we get to see them again this season um and uh yeah i mean it was a good it was a fun episode
1: it was mind-blowing so until next time (gasps) could it be i think our work here is done